0: There were a lot more containers that were lost. And the reason is there were two major accidents that happened. And, you know, one of the accidents was the Evergreen container got stuck at the Suez Canal. And some of you might remember this was a, you know, quite a big news story because the other containers couldn't pass through. And they had pictures on the news about that container just sort of jacked right into the canal and couldn't move. And, you know, because of that, there were many, you know, containers that were lost. Hi, this is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Today we're gonna talk something about containers and specifically about containers and their seaworthiness. And why is seaworthiness even important? You know, you produce products, you spend a lot of time, money, effort. You have, you know, there's a certain risk involved whenever you're producing products and you're sending the products overseas. And, you know, you load the container, you give the container to the shipping company, and then suddenly it's in their hands. And you really have very little control over the container at that point. You have very little control as to exactly where they'll place the container on the ship, um, whether they'll even load it on the ship. You have very little control about what kind of weather they go through, what route they'll take, because your container is just literally one of thousands, which is on the same cargo ship. You also have faith that the ship that is being put on is a ship that's seaworthy, that won't sink or won't have any other problems. So actually seaworthiness is important for anyone that is in the global trade. So today I want to talk a little bit about seaworthiness because seaworthiness actually is a legal term that has to do with the maritime law. And it's important because if you ever have a container that has a problem, then, you know, you will, be able to, you will have to be able to understand the seaworthiness. And if the ship was not seaworthy, you, of course, would have a claim against the shipping company. You know, it's really surprising, though, that most containers that are shipped do not have a problem. In fact, the percent of containers which are lost at sea or the percent of containers which have problems is really very, very little. I've written a, a blog about this. We'll put a link also to that blog below and, and our blog about seaworthiness. But it equals to about 0.001%. So it's it's not even 1%, it's under 1% of all the containers ever shipped or ever lost at sea. You know, For some reason in, in 2020 and 2021, there were a lot more containers that were lost. And the reason is there were two major accidents that happened. And you know, one of the accidents was the evergreen container got stuck at the Suez Canal, and some of you might remember this was a, you know, quite a big news story because the other containers couldn't pass through, and they had pictures on the news about that container just sort of jacked right into the canal and couldn't move. And you know, because of that, there were many you know containers that were lost. There was also a container that was um, lost where basically you know it went through a storm and. And it was the one um, APIS cargo ship that was traveling from Yentin, China, to Los Angeles. And near the Hawaiian Islands, the cargo ship encountered these huge swells of water that sent, you know, um, over 1,800 containers into the ocean. Yeah, you know, but despite it all, and despite how many container ships are going back and forth across our oceans, both of those are the exception and really not the rule that most of the time when you're shipping containers, the container ships are able to arrive at their destination without any type of problem. And most of the problems that the container ships have actually has to do with weather-related issues because both of these accidents or both of these issues with the containers actually ended up to be weather-related so that's kind of an interesting thing to note, but it's also interesting for us to note that are in global trade, because you know as, you know the weather patterns are changing around the world due to global warming and other things, you know this can start to become a problem and we can start to see more you know storms like this which are causing you know um, container ships to offload containers, and other such problems. The other interesting statistic is that. Actually, the shipping companies usually find the containers. Like most of them are found within a, a week or um, a week or two. So they really do. You know, the, these massive cargo ships really do keep track of the containers. They kind of know when the containers fall off, and they sort of keep track of them, and they try to be able to find them again. This, of course, is comforting to those of us who are shipping products, but it's really not comforting that. If you're shipping products like we're shipping, like a container of lamps or furniture, and it's been in the water for a week, of course, everything's damaged. The container itself might be okay, but the goods that are inside will definitely have problems. But interesting enough, with all of these things that happen with the containers, with the weather or containers, you know, getting stuck in like the Suez Canal, the one thing that doesn't happen is that the containers... Our ships or the cargo ships are not seaworthy and the reason is and this is what I found really interesting was writing the blog about this and um, learning about this because it's really something that you never think about but yet at the same time when you're shipping products you really need to think about it because it is an important aspect of it is the liability for the ship owners and the company if they load a ship that's not seaworthy is huge In other words, under the maritime law, if they decide to load a a ship, uh, you know, on the cargo ships, and they know the ship is not seaworthy, and they don't do the checks that need to be done, then they could be liable for anything that happens on that ship, if there's any death or damage to property. And actually, the owners themselves could also be liable. So that's why... Really, these the ships, I would imagine, though I haven't been on a cargo ship, must have a huge amount of rules and regulations of what can and cannot be done. Because first of all, they have to, is the condition of the ship they look at. They need to, they need to determine the ship is actually seaworthy. You know, if their court case comes about a container ship, the, the, the courts will look at and say, was the ship or this vessel seaworthy? Was it considered to be up to the proper international standards? And if the owner of the vessel does not maintain to the specific standards, or they try to purposely cut corners, or they try to cheat, or they try to do other things, then they could become liable for any loss of property or life. The other is the vessel construction, in that the people who are building these ships need to ensure That the ship and the vessel is built in such a way that it is considered to be seaworthy or they could also be liable due to a loss of property or life. The last one would be the lapse in the ship maintenance. That in other words, if the crew or the people on the ship, they just decided they're not going to maintain the ship. They're not going to do those things that they know that they need to do and it could affect the vessel's seaworthiness, then they could also be responsible for their own laps and not following the ship's maintenance rules or other things. You know, so all of these things are basically, there is liability that is placed upon these people that are on these cargo ships and moving our goods from one place to another. That is why I also think the containers that are lost, it's almost always due to the fact not so much human air as much. And there's, Sure, there's some maybe with human air, maybe someone didn't secure it properly or maybe someone made some other air because human air, you know, in business, it always is going to happen, right? To some degree. But really, the human air is not the main factor. It's usually the weather. And seaworthiness is also not the main factor. So if you have a container that suddenly gets lost at sea or if you have the unlucky container that got stuck in the Suez Canal, you know, that would be something which was weather related. It was not something that had to do with the seaworthiness of the ships. And the reason why this is so important is because it has to do with the marine insurance because you know the, the insurance people insure these ships, but they insure them based upon the fact that the owners crew, and everyone else is gonna ensure that these ships are actually seaworthy and can go. So the liability standard of these ships is extremely high because of the insurance and also because of the value and the amount of cargo that they are carrying across the oceans. So I think this is really interesting because we need to understand seaworthiness in case if you ever do have a problem with a container ship and that's one question that your insurance company probably be asking, was the container ship sea, was the cargo ship seaworthy? Was this on a seaworthy vessel? Can Can the cargo ship or the cargo company become liable? for the damage and what happened. So this is a really interesting aspect that you need to understand when you're in the global trade. And it's just interesting to understand that seaworthiness is really something usually that does not happen because the liability is so high for these ship owners that they ensure that the cargo ships that they are traveling across the ocean are seaworthy and up to the international standard. I have a link that I'll put for some of these blogs that we've written about cargo ships and seaworthiness. We'll put it below if you would like to be able to read a little bit more and understand a little bit more about this. We thank you so much for listening. if you've enjoyed this podcast, give us a thumbs up subscribe to us. We try to talk about all things to do with global trade and we really do appreciate you and we appreciate you being part of our community. We like to thank our team specifically Rico for helping to put this together. We know without our team, this would not be possible. Thank you so much.